up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Dibby Crypto Podcast. I'm your co-host, Steve, here. And today, I am joined by Dan Edelback, the CEO of Exidio. How's it going, Dan? Hey, what's going on, Steve? Uh, it's good. Good start to the week. Good, good, good. So I'm excited to learn a little bit more about Exidio and Sentinel as well. So before we get into that, let's hear your, your crypto origin story. How did you get into this space? Yeah, no, absolutely. Thanks for having me on uh, the Divi Crypto Podcast, Steve. So I um, didn't have necessarily the most traditional route coming into crypto. I've always been someone that's kind of intrigued by emerging tech, and I was always playing with new gadgets and stuff. And I remember back in like high school, people made fun of me. I had this Panasonic D-Snap that was, uh, it was a video recorder, audio recorder. It had a, you know, a mini, like an SD chip so that you could keep audio or video files in there. And then um, it was also your MP3 player. And that was like, I thought it was so cool that it was like this multi-tool device and that cell phones were going to go this way. I never thought it was weird that I was carrying around this D-Snap. And um, yeah, so I've always been someone that kind of tinkered around and played with emerging tech, but I've also been someone that's passionate about um, helping others and trying to, to make an impact. So after um, undergrad, um, I shortly after undergrad, I started working at the CARA program. Uh, it's now called CARA Chicago, and it's a nonprofit for um, workforce development, helping Chicago's homeless find employment and keep employment. And my role there was actually helping them find the job and um, work with companies in the Chicagoland area that were looking for quality candidates. Uh, and then I met my then girlfriend, now wife in Chicago, and we left and went down to Costa Rica uh, and we quit our jobs and served in the Peace Corps. Uh, and that was really cool. It was really intense. Um, and so we were working with small um, business uh, owners in Isla de Chira, a small e island uh, on the northwest side of Costa Rica, uh, helping them to grow like a small ecotourism economy. Um, on this small island, Isla de Chira, the whole economy was really fishing. And if you weren't a fisherman or woman, um, people didn't even think about other ways to generate income. And that changed. Um, when we helped them kind of think about there's an opportunity here to build out an ecotourism um, collective. And so that was really cool. So we built that collective out of 17 different businesses. And there are times where we were super busy, Steve, like with meetings and getting everything going. And then there are times where like uh, people just didn't want to show up for meetings or like things weren't going as quickly as possible. And the Peace Corps definitely has high highs and low lows. Um, and we prepared for that going in. We knew that there'd be challenges. And so I also had kind of things on my bucket list that I wanted to get more interested in. One was personal finance. And so I started learning more about stocks and going down some, uh, you know, online rabbit holes and going down Reddit. It was just before Wall Street bets. Um, but uh, I found some communities in Reddit. And then from there, I started learning about crypto. And then I realized the power of decentralization and the ability to kind of upend the financial system. And then a lot of other uh, industries leveraging decentralized systems. So that was 20, the end of 2016, beginning of 2017. Um, and you know how it goes. You start reading a lot. You start getting involved in discords and Slack channels and telegram channels. And uh, I've been pretty much full-time crypto since then. Nice. Nice. Yeah. It's a, uh... It's a pretty deep rabbit hole once you start <laughs> exploring around and getting yeah. into all the different projects, all the different brilliant people in the space that are just welcoming uh, for the most part. I mean, exactly. a lot of people are trying to get more contributors and uh, open to feedback with literally just the smartest people 
that I've ever met. Uh, and they're always open arms and trying to help you out, getting you involved in different projects. And it's, it's really a, um, a very cool time for sure. So let's yeah, talk a little it's, bit. it's such a unique space. It's so flat. Um, like you said, you can start learning and, and people are always happy to share and, and share ideas. I hit up Sam Bankman fried on telegram, mm-hmm. uh, explaining to him kind of that Sentinel was on its next leg and they were, we were looking for, um, uh, backers that want to support the network. Mm-hmm. And he immediately put me in touch with, um, his team at Alameda research and mm-hmm. like straight up, it was a cold message. I have no connection to Sam at all. And someone with $10 billion is willing to reply to my message in telegram <laughs> and set me up with his team. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's a really unique space. It, it really is. It really is. So let's talk a little bit about Cosmos. I saw that you, you know, you guys are really kind of heavily involved there as a contributor um, and, and also Sentinel. So let's talk about how, how you got involved with Cosmos and then, and then Sentinel. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll give a little bit of background on, on, on the Sentinel network and then how it decided to um, build on Cosmos. So Sentinel is a peer-to-peer marketplace for people that are offering bandwidth or want to use bandwidth um, and route their internet traffic through someone else's IP address. So really a decentralized VPN protocol. And Sentinel came to be in um, early 2017, and I wasn't a part of the forming uh, group of people that kind of came around the idea, but people were looking for uh, better opportunities for people to connect and securely online and have privacy um, routing their traffic. And there's been a lot of issues with centralized VPN companies that they claim they're not logging user data, they claim that they're secure, and then there's hacks all the time and they're proving that centralized VPN companies aren't actually um, living up to what they're promising their customers. And so um, people were looking for a peer-to-peer network to be able to offer bandwidth. Um, and that would be like a Tor network, but that would be secure with, because it would be incentivized for people to offer bandwidth. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Sentinel network came together kind of with a hodgepodge of different developers in 2017. Um, and then in 2018, launched its first applications. And I was a part of kind of the early community that was always involved with Sentinel, following the project closely, um, always connecting with uh, some of the early developers, asking questions, keeping up to date with the tech. Um, and the first applications came out in 2018. But Sentinel, until um, March 27th of this year, um, just about less than two months ago, has been on testnet on Ethereum. Um, but on March of this year, we went on our mainnet, uh, on our own Cosmos SDK chain, the Sentinel blockchain. Um, but the reason for that was that being on testnet on Ethereum, it didn't have the capabilities of providing um, the throughput that was necessary and the interoperability that um, Sentinel was looking for, for the ability to actually run its functions. Mm-hmm. So Sentinel itself is again, like a peer-to-peer bandwidth sharing marketplace, but all the people that are offering their bandwidth to the network and the different uh, nodes that are um, providing bandwidth, they post those no- their, their node information, their IP address, their throughput, um, you know, all the details around their node to the blockchain and they post it there. And then you, Steve, if you're using an application that's built on the Sentinel DVPN protocol, um, you would be looking on your you know, device, it's whether it be your, your cell phone or your computer, um, connecting to that application. And all the nodes that you can see that you're connecting to um, are pinging the blockchain and displaying that information on your device. Um, but for payment gateways and for the throughput necessary to be able to run this network, uh, Sentinel knew early on that, it, that Ethereum wasn't going to be the right solution. And so actually Sentinel was one of the first projects 
building on Cosmos um, back in mid to late 2018 um, and help contributing to the Cosmos um, code base. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I've, uh, I've talked to some of the people over at Cosmos and it's a fantastic project. I, I love the interoperability focus. And I think that that's where things are headed for sure with, yeah. you know, going between different chains, it's not going to be one chain to rule them all. It's going to be bridges between all of them. That's going to really help the the space grow. And I, I do like the fact that you guys are focusing on, you know, the, the actual no logs. I think that that was a, a big eye opener for a lot of people that use VPNs was that people were claiming they were not keeping the logs of, of uh, where people were going and what websites and things like that. And um, I think that that's really cool use case. So it's, it's almost like a white label solution. Is that correct? Like I could go on and create my own DVPN? Exactly. So sen- the Sentinel network is, is no one's in control of it. It's truly a peer-to-peer network. Anyone can opt in. But then to be able to connect on that network, you need to go through a different... So this, as the network grows, there's more companies that can leverage this network as their base layer infrastructure for their own VPN. So if you wanted to start your own VPN company and you wanted to, instead of running all your own servers and being in control of those servers and then being at the behest of you know, AWS and they decide to shut them down, um, you would leverage a global decentralized network of nodes that are offering bandwidth. And then you can build your own custom front-end application and then have your own go-to-market strategy to acquire your own customers um, to be able to offer VPN to them. Very cool. Very cool. And I, I do remember like some of the controversies around VPNs and hosting, shutting people down and things like that. Um, and one of the biggest things that I remember was the quote unquote gag orders that were being sent by governments and things like that. In terms of like, you know, if somebody's doing something kind of nefarious or mm-hmm. uh, something like that, is there a community driven approach that's policing it or how, uh, how does that kind of play out with with hosting these different VPNs? Yeah, so if you're a exit node, you know, there's two types of nodes in the system. There's relay nodes that are um, simply routing bandwidth traffic through their node to another node, um, but not the actual exit node goes to um, that routes to the end user website um, or the exit nodes that are doing that. If you're an exit node offering bandwidth to the network and someone in that network that's routing traffic is routing it through your IP address, and it's going to you know, nefarious uh, locations or, or for nefarious activity, um, that metadata is still captured through the, IP, through, through the last IP address. So the original IP address that's routing their traffic isn't being able to see, but the ultimate, the last IP address and the metadata is capable of being captured. You know, Just like I couldn't make a phone call to you, Steve, unless I had your phone number. Mm-hmm. Um, so for example, in that scenario, if, uh, authorities were to, and you're the, like, if you're offering the bandwidth, Stephen, you're an exit node and um, authorities were to tap you on your shoulder and say, Hey, we need to see um, the traffic that's happening um, from your, from your IP address. You know, you just comply and you, you show them that information and you can show that you're a part of a distributed network. And so you aren't liable for that information, but you know, just because this is a distributed network has nothing to do with, um, you know, being able to break laws or use you know, use the internet for nefarious intentions. Yeah. Um, it's just being able to give us the independent sovereign right to our own privacy again. Um, yeah. But as an exit node, it, it, you know, it's best to comply with uh, any legal authorities. And uh, there is 
uh, legal uh, precedent that's been set for being a node in a distributed network and simply showing that and not having the legal liability of uh, the traffic that's being routed through your IP address. Very cool. Very cool. That's exciting that there has been some precedent set for uh, for that. So let's jump on to the stage you guys are at in terms of your growth. You know, how many users are are using uh, the product, and and how big is your team? Yeah. So I think we can break it into Sentinel, the network, and then um, we can get into Exidio, the company that I'm leading. So Sentinel, the network has been incredible. Like I said, with the first. Um, First applications being built on it in 2018. Back then, there were probably three or 4,000 people that were first trying out the application, and there were probably only a couple dozen nodes that are offering bandwidth. Uh, and at that point, it was relatively centralized, and it was um, kind of an early community of people that were excited about the product and, and trying it out. Um, since then, you know, now three years later, there's 300,000 um, individual active sessions of individuals that are leveraging the Sentinel DVPN protocol and route and um, using it as an end user to be able to use it as their VPN. Um, and that's based, that's built on two different companies that have built applications. So I'm the CEO of Exidio and we're a software development arm building on Sentinel. We're also building contributions to the um, core Cosmos hub. And we're also able to help other companies build their own white label solutions. Like you said, Steve, if you want to build a VPN, you could hire Exidio and we can help you integrate on the Sentinel network. So us at Exidio have built our own application called the Sentinel DVPN. And then there's another company um, and they have their own uh, VPN application called Velocity. And that's on the Google Play Store. And they've also built on the Sentinel network. So between the Sentinel DVPN applications and uh, Velocity VPN, uh, there's over 300,000 users across the world that are using the applications. and um, the amount of nodes on the network has grown significantly too. It's in the mid 500s, um, but uh, Sentinel just announced a partnership with uh, StrongBlock uh, and they're a node service provider uh, and have, I think over 17,000 nodes across the world. Um, and so they're gonna be offering the ability for individuals to offer their bandwidth to the network and really help scale the supply side of the Sentinel network um, as the uh, user base continues to grow. So really excited about that. Um, and Exidio, the software development arm, building on Sentinel, we founded. Uh, we were founded in September of last year. Myself and our CTO uh, Srinivas, who's an absolute wizard, um, founded it in, in September. And since then, uh, we've grown pretty significantly. And now we're at a team of seven full-time individuals, two part-time, and uh, two interns. Um, but we're also actively interviewing right now. Srini, I think, had three interviews for more people on his tech team just this morning. Nice, nice. Well, that's really, uh, really exciting. In terms of what you're excited about, I like to ask people that have been in the space for a while, like yourself and have really experienced a lot of conversations, um, you know, what, what you're looking forward to in the crypto space at large, like as a whole, what are you excited about this year, next year? And uh, yeah. Yeah, well, I think, we probably won't realize this future like immediately, but what I'm most stoked about is the, the idea of Web 3.0 actually coming into fruition, actually being realized. So the, the full Web 3 stack, right? Uh, domain names, like Handshake Network, or um, decentralized cloud compute, like Akash, 
or decentralized middleware, like the things that the graph is doing, or decentralized file storage, like IPFS or uh, SiaCoin. Um, having that full stack of, and then I would say that a core part of the Web3 stack is decentralized networking or decentralized bandwidth. And that's exactly where Sentinel comes into play. And having that full stack come together and then eventually being packaged into um, one user-friendly uh, interface so that we can really bring back the kind of the original ethos of the internet, a more decentralized peer-to-peer web uh, where we're not being controlled by what I like to call our digital overlords of Google, Microsoft, Apple, Facebook, Amazon, um, that really control how we operate and what our, what our opportunities are online. So I think that that was a big promise and a concept that was talked about, you know, in late 2016 and 2017. But now we're actually seeing real protocol growth and people are actually running um, their servers on Akash instead of on, you know, Azure or AWS. Uh, people are looking and actually now we have 300,000 users across the globe that are looking at decentralized VPN instead of relying on Nord or ExpressVPN. Um, and so this is now we're seeing product market fit and we're seeing adoption, but I couldn't be more passionate about the direction we're headed and the work that's going to take to get there. So I really think realizing the Web 3.0 dream is um, the thing that I'm really passionate about. And then in the meantime, I think just in the crypto industry itself, um, you know, I think we're starting to see a lot more product market fit with like DeFi. Um, and now I think institutions and, and bigger players are starting to realize that we don't need to rely on central banks and we don't need to rely on commercial banks to be able to do our uh, banking, you know, the, a lot of the banking functions that we're, that we're used to. Um, and like, I, I just finished business school a little over a year ago. I went to Babson College, which is in Boston. It's a school focused on entrepreneurship and it's a really international school. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm from the U.S., but over half of the class was not. And so I had classmates from all around the world. That was really cool. And they're really smart, um, really impressive individuals. But like even someone that's, you know, regardless if you're well off or if you're poor, you don't have access to like trading some of the blue chip stocks in the U.S. But now, you know, there are protocols that are offering like mirror protocol. You can trade stocks that are um, tied to U.S. equities around the globe, or you can even do that on FTX. So we're completely overhauling access to financial services and to um, some of the opportunities that were only afforded to like small groups of individuals. So between decentralized finance and the Web 3.0 dream being realized, um, I don't know, man, I'm, I'm so stoked in the future we have ahead. Well said. Well said. Yeah, I think uh, kind of leveling the playing field is really exciting with all of these decentralized applications and protocols and everything coming out. It's a really exciting time. Well, those are all the questions I have for you, Dan. Where can people go and learn more about Exidio? Yeah, so exidio.co, exidio.co, and then Sentinel, if you want to learn more, sentinel.co. Um, but really encourage people to jump into the celebra- uh, Sentinel Telegram. We have a really rabid, um, amazing community. It's wild. People are really passionate about privacy. People are really passionate about their sovereignty online. Um, so if you go to t.me slash sentinel underscore co, you'll find the sentinel telegram, um, come join, follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash sentinel underscore co. Um, yeah. And get involved. The, the communities kind of mean themselves into becoming, um, 
Blue Pepes. They call themselves the Blue Blue Friend Gang, and it's uh, it's pretty awesome. So anyone that has any questions, feel free to jump in there, hit me up. I'm happy to answer questions and excited to uh, continue to push the Web3 movement forward. Awesome. Well, uh, wherever you guys are listening to this on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, all the links that Dan mentioned will be in these show notes. But once again, thanks so much for coming on the show, Dan. Hey, Steve, thanks so much. Love the Divi podcast. 